0: Hello folks. Hello. Welcome back to Wandering into Wellness.
1: Here we are at Meadows in the Mountains, very exciting, year number two.
0: We have been here before, you've seen little bits of us here. We managed to podcast with a few of the really great guests down at MESA last year, but this year we finally did it, we (laughs) caught the big fish. It took a while, (laughs) I'm not going to lie.
1: This is my cousin, Ben. (laughs) And yeah, took us many, many hours today and many, many phone calls to try and pin poor De- Ben down. I think he was probably like, my cousin is the most annoying person in the <laughs> history of the world. But we really, 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 really wanted to have you on the podcast yeah. because, well, for me, firstly, I'm just absolutely blown away by the festival. And you've been telling me about it for so many years and saying, Lids, come, come do your yoga. And I was like, I'm not really a festival person. or I don't know if I'm going to like and it. And yeah, check and then, your earrings. Yeah, <laughs> I got in the festival vibe. Um, and I just, I've been blown away by it. It's just so impressive. There's, the things that stand out for me is there's so little rubbish. There's no rubbish anywhere. Mm. And there's no people like puking and rolling around, getting messy. It's just beautiful. Like yeah. it's really a nice vibe. And there's loads of space, empty space that people can be in. So it never feels crowded in any area. And then the main thing for me that's just so amazing about this is how eco-friendly this festival is and that's really for you it seems to be that's a major major part of how you've got involved in the festival and how you started to kind of curate it and make it different from other festivals right yeah so why did you start it how did this start
2: um well it was kind of like a chance it was a chance um, happening uh damien had uh damon's my brother he had this idea uh, he was riding a horse one day through the festival site and um <laughs> I think it was off the back. Bareback, of, yeah, <laughs> naked. bareback, naked. <laughs> Good. And it was a unicorn, <laughs> um, and he just fell in love with with the with the land and just had this kind of vision that there there would be a great festival here. And um, yeah, I've just been in support of that for the last nine years, and it's just been a, a, an evolution of different ideas, but it's coming to something quite special now. And, Yeah, we feel like we're just scratching on the surface. Yeah, and I'd say
1: say it takes a lot because even when you're trying to get up here, (laughs) you get to the village, which is a long... I mean, we left our house at five in the morning and we got here at nine that night after many drives and many airport things. Um, And then you get to the village and then you still got to get all the way up the mountain, which is pretty hairy and just the idea when I'm walking around going, did you not just start trying to do the best one and then go no this is just yeah. too difficult there's no way how right. are we going to get everything up here how are we going to get people up here how are we going to show them where to walk in the dark mm. like how did you not just give up
2: yeah i mean logistically it's a nightmare but sometimes you know in life the best things are those that are hardest to achieve and Um, You know, you talk about there's not many people rolling around in the grass. I think, you know, it takes a special type of festival goer. That It's it's a bit of a pilgrimage coming here. Yes. And, um, you know, when it's that much of an effort, it really does um, attract a different type of person who just doesn't want the easy ride. They want to go on an adventure and they want to discover something new. Um, and that's why we attract such a special crowd of people here.
1: Yeah, and it really feels that way. You can tell that the kind of people that are here really are kind of on a quest. Mm-hmm. They're here to go and open themselves and see what they can discover and kind of leave that thing behind that's at home and try and see, well, what is this? How can I be more free? Mm-hmm. And how can I build community? Because it definitely feels like there's a coming together. There's yeah. a community feeling. So,
0: yeah, when, um, like we talk about communion a lot and that idea. And I know it comes really alive down in Mesa where it really feels like a community. Like a real meeting of meeting of the waters for people from different parts of the world with different ideas but all with open mindsets when you say you're scratching the surface what do you think you're scratching
2: the surface on well I've, I've always felt that in my lifetime something very special is going to happen and i feel the coming together the people here you know the emergence of the climate emergency You know the conscious raising of consciousness. Like I just feel like this festival has a big part to play in bringing people together and helping people reconnect with nature and you know finding the answers of, of you know why are we all here and what is the meaning to life. And I think this takes people quite a big step in the right direction towards rediscovering you know, their connection with nature consciousness, and consciousness and, look, and looking after the planet, you know. Well,
0: you can see it happening all around. And what's lovely is like, people are sitting here, it's night number three, number four for some people if they're up here from Thursday. And there's still this lovely, warm, friendly kind of family buzz. And there's that great thing. I mean, we were trying to like drag you up here. I mean, you, I don't know how many names of people you, you know, but you pretty much know everybody we're kind of touching base with like along the way. And it's magic because it, it's small enough that it has that awful word boutique feel, but it has, you know a, a large enough audience to feel like it's actually making like real resonant change yeah uh, that's that's really powerful there's nothing to be sniffed at like it's a big deal I and mean, it's it's so hidden so, There's so many people that I know in Ireland don't know about it the ones who do are like oh, Meadows.
1: i know people they talk like, about it
0: like they talk about burning man they and they that's really do. big that's so big i mean that, that that means you're going the right direction i would say
2: yeah and i mean the great thing about burning man is it's uh, it started in 1986 and in the beginning it was just a bunch of rednecks <laughs> driving around and beating up old cars firing guns. Yeah,
0: was it really? Yeah. I did realise
2: that. And know. you know, now 30 years down the line it's one of the most conscious festivals mm. best leave no trace policies in the world and um, that just goes to show what a festival can achieve in the long term. If you don't yeah. look at the short-term gains and it's not about a business model to make money, but you're in it for the love, yeah. to create something special, what you can create in, in that space of time. So I mean, when I said scratching the surface, yeah, nine years, give us another 15, where, where, where could we be?
0: And mm. what, um, uh, like, when we, we saw you on Friday, I don't know if you want to talk about this or not, but it was a, a bit of a difficult moment for you. And, and that was for me really reflective. I didn't realize how deep the, the intention went with this thing around how much you really, really want this to be something that is a, a, a vehicle for change. Because I saw you at pretty much like close to tears when there was a, a water crisis. You tell the story actually. I mean, like we, we just saw like a truck full of water. And we were like, great water. <laughs> and, and you, but you were like, like,
2: stop, yeah. get it out. Yeah, I mean, we've been working really hard um, to try and eliminate our negative effect on the environment. Mm. And, um, you know, you see it when you go to other mainstream festivals and the festival sites littered with waste and it just hurts that something that can be fuelled by art and music and all these beautiful cultural things mm. can have such a negative impact. Big time. I know and the fallout. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've worked down in, you know, Electric Picnic in Ireland? Yeah, yeah.
0: So I've worked down there and a couple of times where I've been there at the closed it is like post-apocalyptic it is you've never seen anything worse you've got jcbs rolling through the place just scraping up tents and everything is blowing across this site usually in the pistons of rain in in, in ireland in like late autumn so it's not a great moment or early autumn but it's not it doesn't look good anyway but the idea that people can just come and get a grab and go quetch by tank chuck it up and leave it at the end of the weekend along with everything else they bring is i mean It's getting to a point. We we know we have like I mean we have two years to turn this ship around. We have twelve years to make it so we're like a zero carbon economy in the entire world. I mean, this has to be like for you. Like I I can feel it. It's like it's a burning desire. It's not just like a kind of. I'd like this.
2: (laughs) No, well I mean um up until recently uh, we started working with Extinction Rebellion, amazing, who have been doing great things. I mean in a ten day shutdown of London across four Mm -hmm. sites. Uh, within a couple of days of that rebellion being over, they got the government to change its policies on the climate emergency, yes. and the UK government um, declared a climate emergency. And they got the same done in Ireland yeah. as well, which and is amazing. A week later. Scotland as well. Oh, yeah? There other countries following suit. But that just goes to show that when people come together, you know, they can create change quite quickly, yeah. And, um, you know, I just really want the festival to be part of that. What
1: are the the things, tell us, talk us through the things that you've done to ensure that this festival is really eco-friendly and that also, what it seems to me is that you're not just respecting land and climate and environment in general, but also specifically this Bulgarian land and the cultures and traditions here and the people who live in the village.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, Bulgaria and the Rudopia Mountains, very majestic, magical land, um, which makes it even more so a reason to protect it. But um, the concepts that we started here originally were born from Bernie Man. The first initiative we did was the um, cup system. So we've got the enamel, enamel camping cups and then we stopped using plastic at our bars. And that was about eight years ago. Um, then we brought in the flasks. You know, two years ago we bought in a single-use um, plastic ban, and um, next year we're rolling out um, like camping bowls and sporks so that when you go to your food stalls, there's no biodegradable packaging. You bring your bowl and you bring your spork and you wash it up after so it eliminates all of that packaging. Um, we started planting our first orchards this year, so we planted 15 trees. Uh, we've got a couple of pears, a couple of apples, walnuts, pomegranates and a fig tree and um, all of the food nutrients for the plants come from our compost toilets so we harvest all of the uh, food scraps and we harvest all of the human urine. it's used separately so the food scraps get used for growing vegetables and the food uh, and the human urine gets used for the trees wow but, um, yeah that's just the beginning i mean we've got this great permaculture guru called uh, paul edgington and um, he's just travels around the world, whether it's the Himalayas or Portugal or Africa, doing big permaculture culture builds. And he's a kind of like pioneer on that on, on the festival scene. So it'll be interesting to what see happens what happens there. there. And yeah, even
1: especially. even all the um, all the food stalls and all of that stuff, they're all they're not like plasticky pop up tent situations. They're all hand made yeah, with wood. Yeah,
2: it's all built with locally sourced sustainable timber. And um, the great thing about this site is because it's not a rented generic festival site we've had to buy the land not out of our choice but we've been kind of forced to do it by the by the local by the locals because you know they for whatever reason they just wanted to cash in on the land and Mm. and get out of it and I guess it was more used to us the festival than it was to them.
0: Interesting. That so, must have been
2: a negotiation. Well, yeah, just Jesus. you know, nine years of having to buy land, we've never been able to make any money. So okay, well, wow. Know, it's not all about making
0: money. No, but, I know, you know but, but nice you enough. actually have to pay the rent at some point, and like what you're doing is honourable enough that I think everybody here, including us, would be quite happy to serve shillings up to that thing. I mean, that's mm. that's what we talk about all the time: is consumerism is voting with your money, and if we're going to vote for something, we can fucking vote for this. Yeah, but, amazing. So like when you're actually involved in the festival like you're putting this together what like what's your role what do you what do you what like how what, much the, do, you the, do like, the, the danger that I heard was that Candy's <laughs> Candy mentioned to us it's Candy your, your mom. Yeah. She, uh, she was just like well Ben has just got like he's on basically every single like you know whatever every every group he's in like the engineering he's in the water, he's in the
2: electrics like what what's your actual role <laughs> I mean um I am a massive team player um, and I can't do things on my own and I really like to work with other people but I like to also be involved uh, with all the different departments so you know kind of oversee the build element um, you know I oversee a lot of the infrastructure um, I'm involved in the bookings but you know mainly the the burning passion within me now is the environmental side that is what I care about more than anything I mean it must be frustrating
0: cause do you go to other festivals
2: I do um, you know this kind of, this takes it out of me i um, imagine <laughs> and uh, I would like to go to one other festival a new festival every year yeah um, but yeah at the moment this is the only festival this do is the thing time. but I
0: feel like when you go to other festivals you're going to be I mean we were talking at Electric Picnic last year no harm no offence but I mean Electric Picnic they need to know this anyway there you know there's just litter everywhere and there's single bins. If you come across one recycling, you know, mixed recycling bin, great, but you know that mixed recycling bin isn't getting separated, and it's going to the freaking regular waste anyway.
1: And sure when it rains people can just buy disposable masks for like yeah, yeah. a euro and yeah. then it stops raining and they just throw them on the ground. Yeah.
0: I mean the, the speed the speed of change that's required at this moment in time. I mean Extinction Rebellion I suppose brought it to like a real like front what was lovely with Extinction Rebellion actually was that you saw so many people who were involved with that. Like who were, you know, police officers who were like in kind of maybe more conventional, you know, professions where, you know, it used to be people screaming from the fringes. We you could be shouted, you'd be called as hippies and you know, kind of dismissed. But this was kind of different. It was like families coming out who were like, you know, solicitors and doctors and police officers, and uh, like that that shows a sort of a weight of change. Do you have you felt that in terms of people who are coming to the festival? Because like when you started this nine years ago, not a lot of people were talking about zero waste. In fact. The, the term hadn't I been mean coined. No,
2: um, I have seen a difference here. I've seen people are very kind of open to trying new things. Mm. I would say with like a European um, kind of following, it's harder. Like when I went to California, when I went to Burning Man in California, the mentality is just completely different. Mm. They're much more conscious mm. um, festival goer. Like you know, they would never dream you know they'll never think twice to throw something on the floor Um, and they're very just aware and they really care and so here it's more about re-educating people that are coming so it's not a quick fix i think it's something that you know hopefully within five years time we may be able to have everyone on point and following the systems that we use but i think you know in terms of electric picnic it's it's the organizer that needs to take the first step, not yeah. the individual. Yeah. They need to completely stop using plastic at the bars and they need to start bringing in systems to help you know, change the mentality of, of their festival yeah. and the people that come to it.
0: What's well, lovely, I felt the last, even the last two years, uh, there's a, a weight of momentum whereby I feel like Two years ago you mentioned that to the lecture of words and said, Well listen, people don't want it yet. That's not it's not gonna happen. Whereas now there's like kind of like a oh shit I have to change, I have children. You know, everyone's kinda of thinking on more of a personal level now. They're kinda of gonna, you know, thinking like actually the planet is kind of like the level of respect that's required is not kind of like an optionality. Like there's there's sort of a really serious Like where did where did this come from in you? Where did this start? That
2: this um, thing about well i think you know but again burning man going to a desert with fifty thousand people and then leaving the desert without an inch of uh waste left in in the desert that just blew my mind you know i haven't been to uk festivals where you know it's just a sea of waste Mm. to then leave a desert spotless when did you go uh 2013.
0: okay okay so recent enough
2: yeah yeah and i just i thought that was something you know UK you know festivals are so saturated these days and they don't, they kind of have no soul mm. they're just kind of like commercial machines um, but they can be totally the opposite yeah you know? they can be conceptual yeah and yeah. do you,
1: do you think cuz you guys don't have like one thing that you can really notice here is there's not like Heineken on the mm. side of things no. there's no big sponsorship stuff and that obviously, in a way, it must make it easy because you have autonomy over making the choices, but it must make it a lot harder in terms of financing stuff. Oh, yeah. Stuff
2: and I mean, 100%. Like, I'd say 99% of other festivals, are, you know, the basis of their business model is sponsorship. sponsorship. And, you know, that was always something that we didn't want. You know, I think from the offset, we've always wanted to be different to all the other festivals because you know we wanted to pioneer something new and different and we wanted to keep it organic we wanted to keep it rustic and the minute you start bringing in brands and sponsors you lose that yeah
1: and you do it's see brave. that because when you're going to like the food stalls it's bulgarian people it's amazing. cooking food like cheese local that they made from yeah, their yeah, sheep yeah. milk you know local fish local vegetables that they've grown and it's not like you don't go to the food store and there's like 20 different options. There's like three things yeah. that they're making and stuff. But yesterday we had a, a, like a kind of a pizza thing that was like potatoes and cheese on bread. It was
0: Potatini. like, oh yeah. so I was like, what is this potato thing called? She said, I was like, we're we're like, like okay. Oh, okay, right, potato. yeah, fair enough. Right. <laughs> 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 we were like, okay. surely
1: this comes from Ireland. It's potato yeah. pizza. I mean, it must be Irish. <laughs> Freaking but gorgeous. But like, totally delicious. And they're just there, like families, there was a kid yesterday. Like, they're the local people here. It's mm. not like they, you've, because people were saying to me, oh yeah, but is it just a bunch of English people who've just taken over a festival on a hill? and and they've just disregarded the locals and everyone's annoyed at them and it's not like that i mean you very much work for the no the community
2: is at the heart of it so you know from the beginning we didn't want to come and roll in with the festival and start upsetting yeah. them it can and get very edgy yeah it? you yeah. know and we 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 work with the neighbors from the you know we work with the villagers from the beginning and we've involved them we we have a huge workforce here that are locally supplied uh, carpenters and tradesmen you know all of the village profits hugely from um, the influx of tourism that we bring and you know it's culturally inspiring to have this emergence of young Europeans coming to this like ex-Soviet balkan yeah. lifestyle and you know they're all kind of like being greeted at 6am by the baba with slippers and a cup of tea yeah and uh, you know that's what makes it special
0: it does actually doesn't
1: it e- is e- The authenticity Go even the, when we were in Mesa the other day we finished doing our workshop and oh, we yeah. walked out and you know people are kind of coming in and the workshops are really full and a nice thing about the workshops is that there seems to be like a common theme of all the people who are coming and talking about whatever whether it's doing yoga or whether it's doing a wellness talk or some kind of a dance workshop there's always this common theme of like how can we connect with nature how can we get back to that feeling of it's not us and nature it's the nature within us and how can we like connect to that a little bit more but when we walked out suddenly there was just hordes of people coming towards mesa and it was because there were the bulgarian folk singers there and everyone was there to watch them yeah. and it was such a nice thing because it wasn't like let's roll out the Bulgarians doing their little singing. It was very much people were so excited to see it and every year people are coming back to see them and they're laughing and having a great time and it's just the most beautiful thing to be standing on top of this mountain looking around at these absolutely amazing views and then having the people who live here in their traditional dress like really respecting their traditional music and being able to be a part of that gives you this context for where you are.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's another thing that makes Meadow, Meadow special is the intimacy of it all and, like you said, the authenticity, it's, it's that diversity of different things, not just relying upon big headliners and just music, there's so much more in community and in a festival Mm. environment that bring people together and you know remind them that at the base of it all is community and it is nature you know and that's what meadows does really well
1: Mm. and what to go forwards to achieve all the dreams that you want to do and have it the way that you want what do you need i mean do you need people to come on board do you need people to donate money do you need are you looking for someone to curate something special? What do you need? Like, Is there someone listening who could actually help you to move forward
2: in some way? Yeah, I mean, it would be great to get more support all round, um, you know, like it would be great to find new initiatives and ways. I mean, one of our biggest problems is we're a destination festival. You know, 80% of our um, following comes from the UK and you know the cheapest and quickest way to do it is with budget airlines Mm -hmm. so we started an initiative two years ago called train not plane and we've been giving away free tickets for the last two years to punters that catch the train across Europe Wow! so I mean for us like one of the big parts of making this festival sustainable is looking at the travel element of it and how we do that and you know I wish that everyone could just catch a train but it's not that easy so no. I don't have the answer to that one yet but I'm hoping yeah. it will come up soon but man. it's like
0: it's like it's like every kind of summit where you have you know people who are thought leaders or whatever in an area you necessarily have to draw them from different parts of the world we haven't quite worked out how to do that yet we can't Skype doesn't do that for us you know we need to feel people in person you know it can't it can't really happen in a in a dislocated sort of way I mean I'd love somebody to solve that you know your man, what's his name? Um, Elon Musk. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's the guy. Yeah. I feel like he's, he's the man. The man with the billions and the vision. You know. So
2: yeah, you're talking about asking out for help if Elon yeah. Musk wants to get involved. Then, uh, Elon, here Elon. We, are. There we are. Absolutely. Asking. Get back here. There.
0: Make a carbon zero carbon festival and, and in terms of travel as well.
2: Yeah. There you go. That is the Just give us a fleet of Teslas and we'll fly. You know, drive there you everyone. Go.
0: That Great. Is, that's the thing we want to manifest there you go. So, Boom.
1: yeah because sometimes it's about that though isn't it it's about having clarity i mean you're not going to get what you want if you don't have clarity about what the thing is that you actually want so sometimes it takes that thing of going well what is it that you need and then mm. going this is what i need <laughs> anybody who's listening if yeah. you can provide that in some way or you know someone who can maybe that's part of the
2: community yeah I mean in terms of like the number one goal for me obviously there's a whole team of people behind Meadows but for me like I said to you earlier I just feel like there's going to be a massive shift in our lifetimes and I really want Meadows to be part of that and I think you know the way this festival opens people's minds it's a perfect opportunity for people to embrace new things and open up to the change and I just really really you know there's obviously the light and the dark and there's people that have hope and there's people that don't have hope that we can make the change i'm filled with you know great zest of, of hope that we can do it and i you know i just want meadows to do its most to be part of that and to collaborate with sustainable businesses to collaborate with movements like Extinction Rebellion to just help spread the word
1: yeah and I think it's an amazing thing to have the Extinction Rebellion boat here this time because it means that you haven't just got the ethos in the festival that people are learning and they're absorbing by osmosis just being here but people actually have been giving they've been giving talks every day they've been giving workshops they're there for people to go and ask questions and I think that's a massive thing isn't it because people who don't know might go well what's that big boat and then wander over and then they get to talk to those people and actually get those answers because lots of people are really skeptical and they just don't know yeah. and being able to actually be on the ground in a place like this where your mind is able to be a bit more open and a bit more free I think that's part of what you're doing that's so great, I mean it's educating isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, well you know that's what it boils down to is that education is a big part of it, bringing the education element into a festival so it's not just listening to musical weekend but yeah. learning something new learning something important and um, yeah i really want that to to grow and that's what happened with mesa and the workshops and talks that happened there and now with with extinction rebellion as well and it's kind of it reduces
0: that sort of othering sense as well doesn't it the yeah. us and them thing what I and mean, what's magic about this is that you've created a festival that's interesting to folk like myself and lydia or maybe not like the most you know like big festival goers but like have had some experiences festivals had some beautiful times the burning it has been a long time. And, 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 and we would consider ourselves very fringe when it comes to like what society does and what the kind of permissive stuff that happens at festivals, maybe. But then it also it's it's got it's it's a draw to, to our types of people who want to make change, who want to make positive change ecologically, whatever. But it's also a draw to like the super hip crowd yeah. who might not necessarily be quite there yet in their mindset. I mean, like it's getting voted like top festival by Vogue or something like that. That's that's what sort of, and it's a, like when you can meet those two things together, you've got a, a, a like absolute magic can happen because you've got people who can be exposed things they would never otherwise have touched, yeah. and suddenly yeah. you can really change minds.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, going back to the Cinch and Rebellion thing, it just goes to show, you know. Um, a year two years ago climate change never made it into the newspapers Mm. and they've made it the hot topic yeah and it just goes to show that you know once you start that kind of domino effect you know the message spreads really quickly and um, it can bring the hip crowd together it can bring you know the geeky scientific academic crowd you know everyone's just going to come together and share the message and hopefully we can just do what we've got to do but you know time's running out big time humanity needs to take action big time yes absolutely Ben, Span I feel marks. like we've come yeah, enough for of long your enough, time, yeah.
1: and there are so many people who want you. I'm so glad that we managed to pin you down because it's been thank you. two years of trying so hard. It's oh, Joy
0: thank you very much. Cheers. And well done, oh my God. Uh, yeah. Well done. I am. Like, super, say, super well done. I'm so proud You've of, an amazing, amazing of you. have done amazing, amazing thing. I
1: mean, you're my cousin, so <laughs> I love you. But really, I wasn't sure what to expect when I first came here last year, and I was a bit nervous that <laughs> I was going to come and go oh yeah, it's great, never coming back again. And it was just so amazing to come here and go, like, you guys did this, and it's amazing. I mean, it's it blows my mind, walking around, every time I'm walking around, I'm going, oh yeah, they had to think of this thing, and they yeah. had to think of this thing, and there's like always paper up. in the toilets. And, yeah. You know, everything is, has been thought of, and even just getting up and down the mountain, the lightings, the way that people walk, <laughs> So that they're not walking on the roads so and get run over by people, and you know, yeah. every element. And the amount of, of
0: things it. we were, we kept saying, like the amount of things you could have missed. Yeah. I haven't spotted any. Yeah. <laughs> like the amount of things you could have forgotten, like like the radio and down the mountains. Make sure those guys are matching up with those guys. Yeah. Make sure you've got every type of bin covered in every area. Like just and the sawdust on the thing. You know, those those things that might seem like little things, but it means that people are wandering around here. Like the best design is never seen. Yeah. Like people here just aren't noticing those things because it's just working. It's it's a real testament to your work, my friend. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, you know, it took us nine years to get there So, 10th uh-huh. you know, t- birthday
0: next year. Let's wow. see what other magic we can pull out the bag. Exciting! 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 Look forward to it. Cheers. Thanks again. Cheers.
1: Cool. So, thanks everyone thanks for, for watching. watching. And if you want to come to Meadows in the Mountains, you can go to their website and you can go to their Instagram page and do go if you haven't seen anything about it because on the Instagram page you'll see the most beautiful photos and you'll get a real vibe for what it's like to be here. And also, you can check out on all our podcast platforms the interviews that we did last year with the people in Mesa and the ones we've done this year and we're gonna be putting up a little podcast of our workshop that we oh gave yeah. this year so you can see what that's like and see how it is in Mesa in the Bell Tent. And if you have questions for Ben or if you want to help with the festival in any way, let us know.
0: If you're podcast. Elon Musk, drop him a mail. <laughs> He'll probably respond. Elon <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Who knows? We laugh but who knows. Yeah. The man wants to make change. Magic so do you. is everywhere. Magic is everywhere, exactly. <laughs> the universe works in mysterious ways. <laughs> Cheers. Guys. So
1: thanks for watching everyone.
0: Bye.